0: This is Stacey Eldridge. Welcome to Captivated. This world vies for our attention in a thousand different ways. But the most important thing, the preeminent thing, the essential thing, is to give our attention to Jesus. Welcome, friends, and happy 2024, if you can believe it. Um, We are in the new year, and I'm already praying for you that this is a year, again, of deepening intimacy with our Jesus. It's a year where you come to know His love ever more fully. May that even happen today. I am so happy to have with me today someone whose gifting has been used by God to draw me closer to Jesus's heart. His name is Justin Rizzo. You're probably familiar with him, but let let me read you his bio, just in case you're not. Justin is a worship leader, a songwriter, a composer, and recording artist based in Kansas City, Missouri. He's a Dev Award nominated artist who has released multiple albums and he's been featured on multiple compilation projects, along with, and this is exciting too, writing and producing four full length musicals. In the past 20 years, he has led over 10,000 hours of live worship. He has a passion to raise up worship leaders and creatives of all types and see them thrive. In addition, He owns a production company called Firelight Creative that focuses on creating musicals and films. He also travels extensively to lead worship and speak in events around the world. In fact, he just returned home from a big trip. He lives in Kansas City with his wife, Naomi, who has a beautiful voice, by the way, and their children. Welcome, Justin. I'm so honored to get to spend time with you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I just got to meet. You in person a few years ago, but I have I've been enriched by your worship music for for those twenty years that you're talking about.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, so um, I'd love just to know a little bit about your your journey, Justin.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, how how did you come to faith?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was really really blessed to um, have parents who were um, not just pastors, but who really really loved Jesus, and um, you know knew how to navigate like being a pastor and me being a pastor's kid, um, and integrate that with like just being genuine and having Mm. genuine faith. Uh. Um, Because I think a lot of times, you know, when you're a pastor's kid um, you have the testimony of like, well, my parents, like, you know, they made me look like a certain way and like, you know, don't make me look bad in church and, you know, whatever. Right. And so my parents, Mike and Ann Rizzo, you know, we grew up in Buffalo, New York, and, uh, I was a pastor's kid pretty much my whole life. And so they really, they, they, uh, just did a great job myself, my brother, my sisters, so I'm the baby of the family of just teaching us what it means to have a relationship with the Lord from a young age. And so I was, I kind of joke now, I'm not sure if clowns are still a thing. Like, I haven't taken my kid to a clown thing. But back in the day, I was saved at a, a kid's crusade by a clown. <laughs> a huge red wig and everything. Awesome. And he did a, you know, are clowns still a thing? I don't know. I'm yeah, not up on Yeah, I don't
0: that. know if they're, I'm, you know, I'm not either.
1: But they were back then. And so I was seven years old, walked down to the altar and, and gave my life to the Lord. And uh, yeah, that's my story.
0: Oh, that's a good story. So what does your walk with God look like now? Like what what's a if you have a typical day, what's a normal day for you with Jesus?
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll kind of mention like about before and after because I, I did so I was a full-time worship pastor, you know, for 15 years, which is how you know I, I led all that worship, you know, leading worship in a prayer room and just kind of consecrating my life to the Lord in that way. Um, so my job was, Hey, worship, pray, study the Bible Mm. You know, for 15 years. Is
0: that where you met your wife?
1: That's where I met Naomi. Yep. We met there at IHOP and, um, we have a really cool engagement story, how the Lord just, you know, kind of put us together and stuff. But, um, and then the last four years, um, I still lead worship and travel and write songs, release music, but I'm not full time. So it's, it looks a lot different. Yeah. So I'll kind of give my, my current, um, really the lord is his, his dealt with my heart a lot in this regard because when you're when you're full time ministry as a worship pastor it's really easy to assume you're doing Matthew chapter 6 yeah when you pray go into your room and shut the door where your father's waiting to meet with you in secret when you're working for god quote unquote in ministry always doing jesus things and you know whatever it's really easy to just assume yeah, I have a secret place in my office before I go to this meeting and have a crazy schedule and all those different things. And then your crazy schedule is working for Jesus. So it's all kind of just like this muddled, muddled mess. So, so I'll be honest, since stepping out of the full time ministry the past four years, um, it's been a relearning mm. of my faith in such a beautiful way of realizing that um God is in He's in everything. Not in some, I'm not talking about a universalist type of thing. but just in he's in your work. He's in the mother with her children at home. He's with the teacher. He's with the doctor in, you know, giving medicine, all these different things. And so I've had to learn, even though I'm not like full-time ministry, 80 hours a week anymore. I'm in more like, you know, leading worship, doing musicals and films and traveling, that the secret place is a beautiful place and it can be. So I'll just give my my you know typical day. It's like fifteen or twenty minutes in the morning uh-huh. with the Lord, with my Bible, you know, um, praying in the Holy Spirit, sharing my my burdens with Him, sharing my pains with Him, sharing my joys and my desires with Him, and um, you know just being in this place of inviting the Holy Spirit, and then um, I go about my day and giving myself to the Lord and try and keep him in all the things that I'm doing. Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm successful. Sometimes I feel like I'm utterly failing at that. But it's been so beautiful to rediscover the joy of Jesus in everything.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. And if anybody knows that, as a creative, you know that. That Christ in us, the hope of glory, and there isn't a separation between... I'm with Jesus when I'm at church, um, but I'm not with Jesus when I'm in the grocery store. That's, right. that's not how it works. Right. Okay. So, but since the clown,
1: <laughs>
0: you've been a follower of Christ, a serious disciple. Let's talk about him. What, what do you love about Jesus or mm. the Father, Holy Spirit? What, what's, what do you love? What does yeah. he mean to you?
1: Yeah. Man, that's a great question. It's a great question. It's really, I think for me, um the human aspect of Jesus, mm. um, you know, in my study of of theology and being a student of the word, um, the humanity of God, mm. of the yeah. word made flesh. I know we just had Christmas, so I, I know it's a popular thing we were just talking about, but the fact that he's come so close, you know, it's not like he just said, hey. Um, you know, you you little inklets down there, do better, love me, don't sin. Like, come on, you can do it. He doesn't, he, that's not him. He's not like, you know, a clockmaker who just set the world in motion and is like, all right, that thing's going. Oh, how are they doing down there? Okay, there's no no, he like he came into our world. And you know, the book of Hebrews says like he learned obedience through things that he suffered.
0: Right. So it's like,
1: my God, like. I, you know, when I'm suffering, when there's sickness or when a family member dies or whatever it is, you are acquainted mm. with this sorrow, not just in a divine heavenly God sort of way as a man, Yeah, you're acquainted with what I'm feeling right now. Yes. You have come so close into, you know, into my mess and into my dirt, the dirt of this earth. And that just, um, it's just, it's amazing to me because what, what King queen, prince, princess, whatever, in this world would ever come close like Jesus came close. Like, they don't do that. They're mm-hmm. kings and queens in their palaces, you know, doing their deal. But God is not like that. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's just, you know, it's like the spoke of the wheel. It's like, well, that's about his humilities, his humanity, his divinity. It's all connected. But the closeness of Jesus is, uh, has messed me up in my study of theology, um, of writing songs about it. Um, you know, like I have a Christmas album that, you know, every time Christmas comes around, you know, people message me and whatever. And it it's not a Santa. So I know you guys got to wait probably 10 months. So you listen to it again. Although I think it's year round, you know, I would leave our, our Christmas tree still up. It will be up in Jesus name, hopefully until April, if I can convince my <laughs> wife to allow it. I love Christmas, but this album and I, you Know obviously the reason for the season that we just finished is it's not Santa and all those different things. It's like the glory of Jesus. And this this album that we created was the first song is his first coming, and the last song is his second coming.
0: Oh like, yes. Yes.
1: Jesus, you know. Um you're talking so, about anyway.
0: Christmas, the deluxe edition. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So good. Yeah. So good. And I love that you it is it is, it's about it's about truth and it's all about mm-hmm. his coming. Yeah. His coming close.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that how you said that spoke of the wheel, his unmatched humility, where he took on our humanity forever. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, we, um, we minimize that and can think, well, he's the son of God. So he kind of, you know, he, yeah. he was Einstein. I mean, he's, he's brilliant, but he was, and it, you know, he's human. Mm-hmm. The thing about his choosing to suffer, submitting yeah. to the cross is beyond beautiful, yeah, thank you for that,
1: and Jesus being you know, as it says in the word, like he is our our brother, yeah, um because when you say Jesus is your king, it's like i've I've never met a king or Jesus is your friend, okay, I have friends. But when you say Jesus is my brother, like i I have an earthly brother. You know, we have inside jokes. We have we know each other at a way that even my best friend, we don't know each other, you know? So it's like, man, Jesus is my brother. Ah, that's so good. That's amazing, you know?
0: I hadn't thought of it like that. We have a family song. We have family jokes that I can in any at any time just say the first line and they'll bust a gut because they know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Inside jokes with Jesus. There you go. Yeah, that's so good. Okay. I would love to hear, like, what were you just doing? You were, you know, in October you were traveling, I don't know, maybe even November you were across yep. the world. Yeah. What, what was that?
1: Yeah. Um, we were on a, uh, a worship tour. So, uh, my wife and I got to go, my wife and my kids got to go with me, um, this time as well with my parents. They were with us for the European part of the tour. Um, so, you know, leading worship, and um sharing from the scriptures a lot um yes we did that in europe for about three weeks then we're about three weeks in the us uh landed home just before christmas and you know uh, had that time with the family but it it was amazing the lord to go a bit deeper on that just being really raw you know i as an as a uh, a creative you know all creatives, if you're a creative, you wear your heart on your sleeve. A lot of times, you know, it's like, well, I'm feeling this as a creative. I just have to like write about what I'm feeling or whatever. And so the Lord has been dealing with my heart so much, um, in the realm of faith, Mm. um, not, not faith in him, but just faith for what he's called us to, or faith for what he's promised and saying, Hey Lord, you said this. So we did this. And now if you don't do this, we're going to look like a fool or it's, you know, whatever, you know, and those listening, you know, at at different levels, maybe the Lord is asking us to have faith right now. Um, For us, it's, it's, it's faith in some of the things that he's called us to with these films we've been producing, but you know, those listening might have a much more intense faith of like, you know, for a healing or for something of that nature. So what I'm, I'm aware that what I'm sharing isn't like the 10 faith level. It's like, you want faith for a film. Okay. What? But that's that's where we're at in this journey. And so the Lord invited us to some things that we're waiting for him to move on. And so I I talked with the Lord. I said, Lord, if you don't tell me otherwise, every single time I preach on this tour, I'm gonna speak on faith mm. and reflecting on the wonders that you've done and how you are faithful through every generation. And so it was it was a special time um being on the road together as a family.
0: Oh, that's so good. So there's so much in that that is relatable because we're all waiting for something. And then our faith being rooted in his faithfulness, looking Mm -hmm. back what he's done, trusting that you've heard him before. I mean, this is big. It's big, but I, but, but you, I, and the people listening are those that have burned the ships Mm -hmm. and following the one who walks on water so, and that's hard. Yeah. Tell, tell us about Eden's twilight, the film that you're referring
1: to. Yeah. 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 So the Lord, long story short, 18 years old, I became a full-time worship leader and all my eggs were in that basket. It's all I knew. It's all I wanted to do. I loved it. And I did that for 15 years full-time. Um, five years into that, the Lord began a turning signal. I call it the the Holy Spirit pivot. Uh huh. And you know, sometimes you pivot on a dime. You're running one direction, and suddenly you turn, and you're running the other direction. Sometimes I found the Lord has more of a cruise ship pivot.
0: Uh huh.
1: It's like if you try and turn a cruise ship on a dime, you're going to have some problems. So he slowly begins the turn. And so, five years into this 15 year stint as a full time worship leader, the Lord began to give me a turn signal of like, "Hey, Justin." I want you to do some other things than just worship lead. And I, I, I said, no, I was like, nope, I'm good. Don't want to do that. Um, and so through a series of events, I began to slowly walk into this arena of writing scripts and producing. And so now about uh, four years ago, when we stopped being full-time worship pastors, um, the Lord spoke so clearly to my wife and I and said, three movies in three years. Wow. Yeah, it's I didn't know what I was saying yes to at the time. I was like, yeah, let's do it, God. And um, so we did the first two, you know, the, the previous two years. And now this, well, we just wrapped it in 23. Um, we did our third film in three years. It'll premiere March 21st of this year. Um, and it's called Eden's Twilight. And, um, and that's what the Lord was, was dealing with me on with this, um, you know, having faith, you know, the budget for a film obviously is, is large. And so yeah. we're raising those funds ourselves. So like some of the phrases the Lord has has spoken to my spirit regarding to Eden's twilight and this, this call in to do this film is Justin, faith is not a feeling. Mm. Faith is a choice that you make the same way, as we all know, that love is not a feeling how you feel towards your spouse or your children or your best friend. Is you know irrelevant in that moment. You choose to be faithful. You choose to love through the mm-hmm. good and the bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine wrote a song and has this really kind of quirky, awesome line in it. She she's saying it. She says, um, "Faith breathes underwater."
0: Oh, I love that.
1: I, I love it so much. It's 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 just such a, a cool little thing. And so, um, so with Eden's Twilight, the Lord has been just you know, ministering to us and teaching us about faith, you know, and I've thought many times of the gospels, it's like, there's no, there's no common sense in faith. So if you're listening to this and the Lord's, you know, you say, I think God told me to write a book. I think God told me to do this. I think God told me to whatever. And then we begin to common sense ourselves out of it. It's like, yeah. but why would I ever do that? Because this person's already done it and they're doing it way better than me and they look better than me and they sound better, than, like, you know, all the things. And the Lord's like, there's no common sense in faith. If I told you to do three films in three years, I'm going to provide and I'm going to make a way for it to happen. Like Jesus' disciples seeing him say, hey, I'm going to raise this dead guy from this guy from the dead. It's like, well, common sense says you're a fool. But Jesus is like, there's no common sense in faith. Now, of course, you know, we want to hold that in measure and, you know, we need to provide for our families and all the things and use wisdom in that as well. So with with Eden's Twilight, it is a musical film that begins the moment Adam and Eve are kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Wow. So the door slams shut behind them, and they have to figure out where do they go, what do they do, as they're dealing with, really, the trauma in their soul of no longer having the fullness of God's presence. And – um. So they have to figure out, you know, this world, and so to kind of give away the ending of this, they they meet different people along the way, um, and all they want to do is get back to Eden, but the wall, the gate that is shut, it keeps getting further and further away. They can't find it, so Adam tries to create, like, a map of, like, I must find my way back to Eden. It's all he wants, um, but this, this other, you know, creature begins to lure them away. And says, hey, like, forget his garden. Mm. We can make our own gardens all over the world. And Adam's like, yeah, maybe maybe God will be impressed when I make my own garden. He'll let me back into his garden. And all these different things happen to the point where some different things happen that cause Adam to um, basically come to the end of himself. And when you watch the movie, you might not see this at first glance, but it's the first time in the movie that Adam whispers for help. Oh, God responds the Mm. first time he whispers because the whole movie, he's just angry, frustrated, lamenting. I want to go back. I want to go back. But then at the end of the movie, he turns his attention and just says, God, I need your help. Mm. And to give it away, pre-incarnate Jesus steps out Mm. and says, here I am. Like I was waiting for you to ask. Uh. And he begins to tell them, the meaning of life outside of the gate, wow. outside of Eden, and he gives this promise, and there's really kind of a um, a, a salvation call at the end. He says, "If you and anyone else who follows my ways, you will get back to the Garden of Eden." And we know, you know, Revelation 21 and 22, a city is going to descend to this earth, and we're going to dwell with God with no more tears, no more sorrow. That sounds like Eden to me. Yep. And, yep. Um, so that's Eden's Twilight kind of in a, in a nutshell.
0: <gasps> that is so beautiful. I just, I can't wait. Yeah. I just like, yes. Chills over even he- hearing about it and all that. Wow, that you unpack with, with beauty. Mm. Wow. John and I are going to have the honor of getting to share and get to speak at the Creative Legacy Conference at the end of this month.
1: Yeah, so excited.
0: Can you tell our listeners about that? And then some that are local just want to think about, pray about coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's not that far away. Uh, January 25th, it starts. That's a Thursday, and then it ends on the 27th, on that Saturday. And um, this conference for me, you know, so when I, I left full-time staff, you know, I wasn't looking to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. I was looking to take things away to yes. you know, calm down be with Jesus, you know, put family first and all those things. But the Lord just wouldn't let this go of starting a conference to really encourage creatives specifically. And I was like, no, no, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. I'm not going to do it. And so um, I, I just couldn't shake it, couldn't shake it. And so about two years ago, I put three things before the Lord. I said, Lord, if these three things happen, I'll do a conference. And they happened within like a week. And so we had our first one a year ago in January um, of 2023. Now we're in 2024 having our second um, conference. Um, It's just outside of Kansas City, Missouri here. And you guys can join us online or in person. Um, There's still some tickets available. But yeah, it is a conference for pastors, worship leaders, and um, Christian innovators. So entrepreneurs or any, really anything in the creative space. And really, there's, there's three goals that I have with this conference. First and foremost, we behold Jesus together. We worship him together because he is the fountainhead of everything, mm-hmm. of all creativity, of all divine ideas, of all invention, of everything. And there's power when we do that as a, as a community of believers. That's one of the big reasons why we, we go to church on Sunday, right? So we're just to behold Jesus together. Second thing um, is to find community with one another, and we'll be launching some things. Um, So it's not just, yay, let's be together for three days in January, but we're launching some things that will actually incorporate um, monthly Zoom connections with people. Wow. Where um, other creatives, you can say for accountability, for inspiration, and actually connect twice a month on Zoom. So there's a community aspect that I'm really, really passionate about seeing happen and then the third thing is to inspire faith. And I would just I just talked a lot about that in my own journey, but it's it's one of the most challenging things when you feel inspired to do a project, whatever that might be in, in your world, and you need money, you need people, you need time, you need you need all these things and it's this the the um how do they say the The deck is stacked against you from succeeding, if you will, right? Uh With the the pressure from this world and the evil one and all different things. And so we need faith. We need encouragement. We need to hear from, you know, people like John and Stacey Eldridge and, you know, all kinds of other people who have um, done incredible things in their life. You know, there's a big difference between having an idea, whatever the idea might be, and actually following through. On the idea, and I have coached personally and mentored so many people in the creative space. Who, my goodness, their ideas—they're better than mine. Like, and they have more talent than me, and they have more all the things. And I, but they just don't do it. Mm. And and it's it's broken my heart and inspired me to say, you know, as a coach of creatives, to say you can do it. How do I do it? You put one foot in front of the yes. other. God, that's how you do it. Yes. So. This conference is kind of the embodiment of, of that to say on a larger scale, let's bind together as a community who loves Jesus and do awesome things for the Lord to see souls saved.
0: Ah, oh, that's so good. There is um, a practice that John and I did, and we're going to do it again, where we just take time to dream with God, be quiet, mm. listen, what does he want? What's his dream to do together? How does he want to partner and we don't ask how, mm. that we ask what. and Because the how can really throw you off, like you just mm. said. Yeah. That's good. Um, Justin has a blog. I'm going to put all kinds of notes in the show notes of how you can glean. He's just a real source of wisdom and encouragement. But, Justin, you say, God delights in you. When you come before Him, can you unpack that? What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah. There's there's such a tendency because of how, I'll just speak for myself. You know, when, with how I was raised, from beautiful but flawed parents. You know, for example, sure. With, um, who I've worked for in the, um, in the church and outside of the church, where there's just like, okay, what have you done? And my relation to you will be affected by what you have done or have not done. Um, And, you know, when I I look at the life of Jesus, when he was 30 years old, he had done a whole lot of nothing um, by by our worldly standards, as far as we know. You know, over 90% of Jesus's life was spent basically doing nothing.
0: Hidden. Yeah, we don't know.
1: Yeah. And yet the father had... Quite a delight in his heart when he stepped on the scene and was baptized and said, this is my son whom I am well pleased. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard that. I've heard that a ton growing up in the church, almost to the point where it can be like in one ear and out the other. Yeah, "Yeah, I know that, but, you know, all, and I'm so like, I know that, but I, I do that so often. But the Lord's like, no, when you literally turn your face towards me, think about the 8 billion people on earth. Yeah. And how many people never give God mm. one glance mm. when, when you come before him and you say, I have 15 minutes, you know, I'm going to put, you know, shameless plug here. She didn't pay me to do this. The, the, the pause app that you and John created, honest to God, that I've used for hundreds of minutes, you mm. know, as I see my little stats rack up <laughs> with the pause app and benevolent detachment. Mm. Sometimes I only have time for three minutes. Yes. Sometimes I have a five minute, you know, sometimes I do the 10, that's a good day. Um, when you do that, you're not earning something. Yeah. You're not, you know, whatever, like literally pausing in the delight of God. I believe that, you know, Song of Solomon teaches us with one movement, one glance of your eye, one movement of your, your will towards me. It says it ravishes God's heart. That's pretty intense language. Yes, It delights God's heart. Now you might be hearing this, especially if you're a guy be like, ah, that's weird. Song of Solomon's weird. But I would just challenge you, can you sit for two minutes, for five minutes after this podcast and literally not ask him for anything and just focus on, do you really delight in me right now? And just be silent. Because I believe that as we understand how he genuinely feels towards us for doing nothing, Mm. not for some cool conference I did or some cool film I did or some record I did, just for, for waking up. And saying, God, you are the first thing. Speak to me of your delight right now. And just waiting. As we get rooted in that identity, we can do anything for, for the Lord.
0: Ah, oh, that's so good. That is a passion of your heart. It reminds me of um, your book, Empty Rooms.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, I'm going to yeah. just read you what the subtitle is for that, friends. It's coming alive through silence, solitude, and the secret place. Yeah. That's so good. Justin, to bring us returning, we're, we're coming to an end here. I've loved this time with you. And um, I'm wondering if you would just pray for our listeners. They're, they're all over the world, about 250 countries. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to pray for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Lord, I, I just thank you, God, for these moments that we've spent together. And Lord, I thank you that right now you know the thoughts of each and every solitary person listening to this right now. You know the thoughts in our minds. And I thank you that no matter what question um, we may have, no matter even, even an accusation, perhaps, that's in the heart of some, um, towards God of, is he really good? Is he really, you know, I have this thing, or I have this, I have this, and is God really even good? Lord, you know even that thought. And, Lord, I I ask that right now, just in the stillness of this, these few moments, that you would reveal yourself.
0: Yes, God.
1: As the God who delights in us. And I I just want to even, if I could speak over you right now, those who are listening, Jesus delights in you. Jesus is passionate about you and your life you're ever on his mind and i ask today that there would just be a, a greater awareness of the delight of the heavenly father who rejoices over you with singing you may have just stumbled you may have just had a horrible day or a horrible morning or a horrible yesterday you may have a child who is um, rebellious or who doesn't love god or wh- whatever the case may be lord in this in the in the chaos of of this moment just speak life and peace in jesus name and lord and i i do ask lord for um just as you've been dealing with with me in this element of justin will you believe with what i've called you to do will you step forward inch by inch, sometimes millimeter by millimeter. Lord, would you inspire faith in hearts right now and those who are listening to this. Lord, we say we will seek first your kingdom and your righteousness and all these things. All these things will be added. We just rest in that. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Yes, God. Thank you, Justin. Receive that, friends. Hear those words, that truth over your life. We're going to press into the more together. Thank you for being with me today, Justin.
1: Absolutely. Such an honor. Thank you for having me.
0: Delightful. Yes. So bless you, friends. Ah, so good. And it's going to be a good year because of our God. Till next time. everyone. This is Stacy Burton, the producer of the Captivated Podcast. If you've been a regular listener, you've heard the encouraging teachings offered and the incredible conversations Stacy has had with her guests. So wherever you listen, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. May you be filled with the goodness of his love today, and we look forward to having you join us next time.